So what's really fascinating, and it doesn't matter how long a mother has been out of the workforce, whether it's three years, five years, 12, 15 years, there's a very common set of obstacles that they believe that they face. And what they see as their obstacles are things like a career gap on my resume. Like that's a massive yeah. hurdle. Can't get past that. I can't hide it. Can't cover it. It's a massive barrier. The next one is I've got no skills. I've been out of the workforce. I've forgotten everything. I don't have anything to of value to contribute, there's nothing more. And then the last one is that um, my family's not ready for me to go back to work. They just can't, they can't cope, the household will fall apart. You know, my family is my number one priority and if I go back to work then I'm being selfish and relegating them to second and it's all gonna fall apart. Welcome to Coaches and Mentors Unwrapped. The show that brings you remarkable insights and practical steps to help you in becoming the best version of yourself. We're your hosts, Roz and Mike. We both didn't have it easy growing up. Through our story, we've made it our life mission to ensure every young individual will have the opportunity that we didn't have. This would be achieved through offering you unrivaled access to mentors and coaches and the opportunity to help you uncover how they impact our lives. Our vision is to have a world whereby we can all help shape each other's lives through shared experiences and carefully applied tools and systems that has been tried and trusted. Hi guys and welcome to Coaches and Mentors Unwrapped. Hello everybody, hope everyone's keeping safe and well and looking forward to summer. I know right, the weather's kind of playing up in London, we've got you know hot, cold, hot, cold but you know, we keep it moving, we keep it happy, we keep it safe here. <laughs> Absolutely. But we're here for another episode, guys. And today we are joined by Diana Cregan. And today she's going to be talking about the three things holding mothers back from trying to get back to work. Now, I know some of you are probably thinking, I'm not a mother, but sometimes you can still relate. You know, you can always go back to this podcast in a few years' time, or, you know, for some teenage mothers out there at the moment now, or young mothers, shall I say, out there at the moment now, you could also relate to this as well today. So, yes, guys, tune in. And before I even start rambling on, welcome, Diana. Thank you for joining us on Coaches and Mentors Unwrapped today. It's a pleasure to have you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really delighted to be here. Although here, we are far from summer. We are just moving into the depth of winter where it is permanently grey and wet (laughs) where are you diana i mean mel in melbourne victoria australia ah wow wow imagine yeah i mean you know we we do keep our audience uh international right and i'm sure our listeners know that so of course um, course. again we're privileged to have you you on the show, Diana, and thank you for exactly. your time. Exactly. So I was just about to say, we give you the passports for, for all, all different countries to access via, via our <laughs> podcast. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. But I mean, I just wanted to just add to um, what Rosalind t- you know, mentioned earlier on about, about today's topic. topic. Yes, it's, you know, predominantly for um, for mothers, predominantly for, for, for females, but I think there's still going to be one or two things um, which, you know, individuals like you know men boys um uh, can, can actually learn from it so let, let's keep it holistic but of course today's focus is predominantly um you know what what, what the topic is which is mainly uh, mainly mothers trying trying to get back to work or things that are holding mothers back so um yeah over to you ross yeah so diana my first question to you is what made you leave corporate to specialize in your field of coaching mm. good question so 
I have traveled a lot um, for my husband's work and to cut a long story sh- down to very short, we've moved 13 times uh, in our married life so far and part of that was a seven-year period in the States. And when I returned to Australia and moved back to a new city and had to start again all over again, um, I realised that I wanted to change direction uh, and I had felt completely disconnected from the market. I came back with two young kids um, and I went on my own journey about how I was going to go back to work and I found it, you know, really challenging. I found it very, very difficult. Um, but ultimately I ended up going into professional development and coaching. I really fell in love with coaching. So I did a few different accreditations, one of which was coaching and stepped straight into executive coaching because corporate had been my background, I have a background in recruitment and operations and general management. And while I was doing executive coaching, I found myself doing increasingly large amounts of life coaching. And then uh, the more life coaching I was doing, I was doing less executive coaching. And then I was attracting a lot of this woman who had stayed home to raise her family, um, had given up a career, had chosen to be at home, but now wanted to go back to work and was really stuck, stuck in overwhelm about how to move forward. And I thought, my gosh, I've been on that journey. I know this journey so well. And combined with not only my coaching experience, because my background, so much of it was in recruitment, I could see exactly these patterns that mums were falling into to try and get back to work. And I knew from my background as a recruiter that none of those things were going to work. And so they stayed in this state of um, overwhelm, uncertainty, fear, insecurity, doubts. Uh, And that's when I started to do more and more work with these women and seeing their success. And I thought, my goodness, there is definitely a massive need out there. And that's when I developed my own program. Mm. Okay. Wow. Um, Why is the specific coaching in the area of helping mothers get back to work? I think because I had trodden that path um, and I think so many women are stuck and they get to a point where they think it's just not possible. I should really give up on the idea of seeking my own professional career development. It's never going to happen. I'm too old. It's too late. Um, I've been out of the market too long. Uh, And there's such a level of um, common insecurity, but having trodden that path and seeing that actually it's just a process Um, So I was really committed to this idea of, right, I just need to help these women get past this hurdle because it really is a process. Uh, And that's when I thought, no, I'm going to commit 100% of my time to helping these women. I mean, there is no greater privilege for me, you know, when we talk about our personal why, there is no greater privilege than watching a a person be transformed, you know, through whatever mechanic it is, you know, through coaching that I do. Um, But for me, that's, that's my why, like watching them transform from insecure to secure and confident and optimistic and hopeful about their future. It's why I get up every day for it. Yeah. Yeah. I can definitely relate to the fact of, um, you know, seeing somebody and seeing that transformation and mm. just finding your purpose in, in, in that, you know, helping somebody in that stepping zone to get transformed. So yeah, I can mm. definitely, definitely relate to that. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And I think that the, the one thing you mentioned there, you talked about purpose, you talked about why, and, and that's why we do this podcast, Diana, mm. we, you know, it's one of our ways of giving back. And, you know, when we look back at all the the mentors and the coaches that have been on the show and, and, and share their the, the valuable insights and practical steps with us yeah. and our audience. It's the, the, the mentors and coaches who have a why, who, who stand for something. Right. Um, and, and again, you know, that's why we feel that it's so important to be able to 
you know, tap into that knowledge and, and, and share with the audience. So thank you for sharing that because that, that why is absolutely critical. Um, so I, I wanted to, to, to find out, uh, clearly, you know, you talked about the experience you, you, you went through and obviously seeing that mother and, and, and then having to kind of specialize in, in, in that field. Um, can you, can you run us through typically what are some of the challenges that mothers do face uh, mm. just for the, for the, for the sake of us and our listeners, just to understand there may be somebody who is probably un, un, undergoing that kind of challenge and probably not either not self-aware or not, not, not thinking that it's a real challenge out there, but once mm. they can relate, uh, hopefully we can, we can help them uh, kind of find a solution to that. So, so just some, 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 some interesting yeah. Great. So what's really fascinating, and it doesn't matter how long a mother has been out of the workforce, whether it's three years, five years, 12, 15 years, there's a very common set of obstacles that they believe that they face. And what they see as their obstacles are things like a career gap on my resume. Like that's a massive yeah. hurdle. Can't get past that. I can't hide it. Can't cover it. It's a massive barrier. The next one is I've got no skills. I've been out of the workforce. I've forgotten everything. I don't have anything to, of value to contribute. There's nothing more. And then the last one is that um, my family's not ready for me to go back to work. They just can't, they can't cope. The household will fall apart. You know, my family is my number one priority. And if I go back to work, then I'm being selfish and relegating them to second and it's all going to fall apart. So they think that those are their real obstacles to getting back to work. But really, they're not the real obstacles. The real obstacles really sit with themselves and it's things like right. a lack of confidence and self-esteem. You know, they don't really see that, that they sometimes they say, oh, I'm not like, you know, I don't have any confidence, but they're not digging deeper than that. They're not really working out why, you know, what's going on beyond that. So the confidence and low self-esteem is something that we can definitely work on. That's just, as you well know, it's, it's activities, it's engagements, it's coaching, it's different things that you can actually do. Um, yeah. Overwhelm is another really big obstacle because they simply don't know where to start. And they just don't know where to begin. They don't know what the first step should be. And so they don't take a first step. It becomes too hard. So that's an obstacle that you can move through very quickly because we just put a plan in place. And then the third one, which is the biggest one, and as Michael, you said, you know, for people listening to this who are not mums returning to the workforce, but for any human being listening to this, the biggest thing holding people back is fear. Is it fear of yeah. rejection? Is it fear of failure? Yeah. Is it fear of judgment? You know, let's dig deeper into really seeing that even though you might not see it as fear, because fear presents in so many different ways, but let's just have a look at some of your thought patterns, your behaviours, your choices, and let's just explore why we're making those choices and why we're thinking about those things because often fear is what's sitting underneath that. So then we can pull it apart, stare it in the face and pull it apart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, super interesting. Um, I like the way you talked about the distinction between, you know, they they think typically, you know, the mothers right. think is the career gap or, you know, um, kind of nothing to contribute or, you know, family not letting them. But really and truly, if you dig down into kind of the second layer, like an onion, right, you unpeel mm. the second layer, it's really the confidence in the, you know, being overwhelmed and the fear. Yeah. Fear is an interesting one because, as human beings, it's part of our lives, isn't it? I mean, I've mm. always got this acronym, which, you know, for transparency, I, I didn't make it up. I, I learned it from somewhere. And, and you know that, you know, fear is, was it false evidence appearing real 
or face everything and rise That's or it. forget everything oh, and run. Which yeah. one is going to be your fear, right? Oh, yeah. I love it's it. always the first two. <laughs> the first two and not the last one. But what 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 is, I mean, if from what you've witnessed, what is the impact of this? Uh, you know, if somebody is not confident or overwhelmed or in fear, if somebody's going through that right now and w- wasn't aware of these are the attributes or these are the signs, how can we tell or how can they tell? Does that make sense? I'm trying to yeah the yep. impact of the yeah of these yeah yeah. The, the first thing is that they're stuck. They stay stuck, and they have these conversations right. that go round and around in their head, and they can't stop this pattern, this loop of thinking. Yeah. And so they never move forward. It it just seems too big a deal. It's too big a problem to solve. Um, the implications are potentially too enormous. The downside is too great, and so they don't step yeah. forward. They stay in this holding yeah. pattern of um, uncertainty and really just not living to their potential, just not living the life that is available to them because they're just worried. You know, as we know, fear it has it serves a purpose. You know, there's a reason why yeah, yeah. human beings, you know, we have this fear, but because it has become such an entrenched part of our life, we don't question it as much as we should. Danger is real. Fear is often not because it's our perception mm. of the circumstance. It's not yeah. the actual circumstance itself. So it's really when people are stuck and they feel like they're not moving yeah. forward and they're reliving the same problem over and over, that's a, a classic sign of, you know, probably fear getting in the way. Yeah. Um, Diana, so I used to run a, a young parent focus group mm. and, you know, it's funny because the majority of the stuff that you're, you're speaking about, it was preparing young people that, you know, were young mums to get back into um, work, you know, or or some kind of education or further mm-hmm. studies. Um, and, mm-hmm. you know, most of the things that you touched on in regards to confidence and, you know, fear and just breaking barriers that, you know, they had mm-hmm. formed um, was just very difficult. But it would be great if you could share with us, you know, a success story of your own of where, um, you know, you've been able to help somebody and you've seen the outcome and you've seen the transformation that we've, that, you know, we, we, we can look at. Um, in yeah, detail. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, for sure. So one of the first things, well, actually there's there are quite a few first steps, but one of the early things that I get um, mums to do is to look back at their career in the past, look what they've done in the past and really explore their skill sets because they often feel like that there's nothing there, there's too much time that's passed. But in fact, all those skills are still sitting there. They just needed to be reminded of them. So I take them through a process of pulling out their skills. Let's look at really functional skills that you've got that you've used before. Let's pull out all your behavioural skills, your character traits, and now let's look at examples where you are able to display and demonstrate each. So you're mapping out actually this incredible experience and then we can pull out strengths. And then we can pull out all sorts of aspects that will allow them to then build a resume down the track. But most importantly for them to be able to talk about themselves because for mums going back to work, it's rarely a resume. In fact, Mm -hmm. I can tell you that, you know, 75 to 80% of all jobs that are filled are filled through personal and professional networks. It's not through applying for jobs online. So the sooner mums stop doing that, the better they will feel about themselves because they send their resume off and it just disappears into the ether and they never get a response. That's not good for anyone's self-confidence, like least of all a mum who's trying so hard to be brave and put herself out there. So, you know, I certainly move away from all of that. But if I look at, you know, some of my um, clients, I've worked with um, beautiful Jess who was a lawyer before she had kids and she'd been out of the market 
really 12 years when she and I started working together and she was just toying with this idea of going back to work and really had no idea what she wanted to do and she was prepared to really do anything because she just wanted to get her foot back in. And once I started to take her through the process and once she started to see light at the end of the tunnel and that there was this optimism for what the future might hold, her whole approach to herself and putting herself out there and what her hopes and dreams and expectations might be for herself, um, that we just got it going on a plan. We set a plan in place. It's a process. The whole thing about going back to work is it's just a process. So once she could see a mapped out process, uh, she went through all of the steps and she was back at work full-time as a lawyer after six months. And that blew her her own expectations away because she had just not anticipated it was possible. She'd set so many barriers up. Oh, I can't possibly go back to work full time. What's going to happen to the kids? Oh, my gosh, I'm not smart enough. I've got mummy brain. I can't do it. We could pull all of that apart and move forward. Um, And so that was for her. That was a really exciting transformation. And then Kate, who had been out of the workforce for eight years and she'd moved interstate, like myself with a husband who's working a lot, And she was really in a bit of a place of a bit of resentment. There was a bit of disappointment. This is not the way her life, she's seen her life. She was educated. She'd worked really hard. She'd stayed home. She loves her kids, but she just could not see an end to this life. And she felt like she was destined for more. And she was really blaming her husband, even though he was a breadwinner and she felt guilty that she was blaming him because she appreciated that he was a breadwinner. Mm. She wanted more for her. And what we were able to do through the process, again, the stuff that I take them through is very much a combination of very practical, pragmatic things you need to go to go back to work. But a lot of it is about psychologically how we're feeling about ourselves and our place in the world and getting her to shift and take ownership of her life and yeah. her future and responsibility yeah. and saying that life is not binary. Going back to work doesn't equal a falling apart marriage or family. Um kids will survive. They will cope. You can develop their competence. Yeah. It doesn't have to be full-time. You can go back to work casual or part-time. It doesn't have to be one yeah. or the other. And getting her to say that life is not black and white and that we can navigate yeah. the grey really comfortably, um, it just completely changed her ha- whole outlook on life. And so when she finally was able to go back to work, she could do it on her terms. It wasn't full-time. Yeah. It was part-time and she was really happy with that because the kids, she was starting to get them to be more independent. She was working, you know, mum kind of hours. So the transformation for her, she's not in the job that she wants to do forever yet, but she can see it's a stepping stone and most importantly she can see it's possible, that's absolutely possible for her. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And sorry, I know Mike wants to jump in, but I love what you were saying there with the – because sometimes I believe that with some mums, what they believe is that it's they have to go in to do the whole typical nine to five, right? Mm. Um, or, you know, they have to go into a particular sector that they were doing before mm. um, when it, it doesn't mean that, you know, literally mm. when they say sky is the limit, sky is the limit. You know, you can mm. find or tailor for it to to basically suit your your needs and your child's needs as well, or your home, your home life as well, That's you know, it. so... Um, yeah, I love the fact that you touched on that because it's it's so key. And I think that's always a barrier that I come across when I work with young yeah. parents. So, it's this yeah, or it's that. You. It's all, it's nothing. Exactly. It's black or white. And that's not life. Yeah, life it's is not, not like no. that. Oh. Exactly. Yeah, mm. yeah. 
Yeah, I, I, I mean, I can't obviously relate because I'm not a mother, but um, <laughs> I, I get the concept. Um, and it's interesting. The question I had for you was, you know, two or three practical tools that you've used to help some of these mothers. And I think you touched on a couple of them through your the stories that you you, you run through, I think is with Jess and with Kate. Um, mm-hmm. You talked about mapping out a process mm-hmm. um, and, and kind of just moving them from this binary way of thinking to, you know, letting them understand that, you know, see, it could be fluid um, and mm. finding find a solution around that. But would you say, or do you have a specific solution uh, to to solve the confidence and the, the, the fear challenges and overwhelming that we talked about earlier? And the reason I say this is because I ask the question is because if do without you, could could they have solved this themselves? So we've got listeners out there right now that are thinking, Okay, I, I can relate to the challenges that you know Diana just run through. Um, I want to be able to solve it. Do I need a mentor? Do I need a coach? Or can I do it myself? So I'm mm. just trying to understand whether there are uh, practical steps that they can take themselves, or do they have to go find a mentor uh, to mm. to help them? You know, or a coach. Yeah. Uh, look, I think it's it's probably um, dependent on what exactly the obstacles are that they are facing. Um, Certainly there's lots of stuff that you can do for yourself because uh, a big part of the, the early setup that I do with my clients is about understanding their values, you know, understand your values, understand what's important to you, um, who you are, you know, what are your self-beliefs? Um, do you want to keep those self-beliefs or do we want to change those self-beliefs? But a lot of that self-exploration is definitely stuff that people can start on their own. That's a process that they can start on their own. Lots of people don't know the next steps to take in terms of what questions do I need to be asking myself to get this information out so that's a bit of a a chicken and egg Mm -hmm. situation I suppose um I think a career coach if they're going back to work is really helpful because they come with a particular set of skills and because my background is in recruitment and I know that they should not go anywhere near you know that kind (laughs) of industry to go back to work I can advise them away from that um I think there are things that you can do for yourself online in terms of study. You know, if you feel like you're mm. lacking, like, okay, if you've decided I definitely want to go back to work as a paralegal, um, but I've been out for a little while, there are courses. I mean, there's a course for everything, but I don't know if you guys yeah. are Udemy over there, but there are lots of different platforms. Yeah. Um, and you can really spend 15, 20 minutes a day over the next year like rebuilding yeah. some of these skills, whether they're technical or whether they're practical or whether, you know, really very, very specific and niche, you can work on that stuff by yourself, but you just need yeah. to know where you're heading. You know, when mums come to me, they often say, look, can we just not do the fluffy stuff and can we just get on with the really practical stuff? And I always say, yeah. look, we can absolutely do that. But if you are going back to work because you want to go back to work, not because it's a financial imperative, but you actually want to go back to work, your level of fulfilment and reward and sense of purpose being fulfilled won't be met if we don't deal with the fluffy stuff. <laughs> so you can start with the fluffy stuff now mm-hmm. or you can come back to it later, but we'll end up doing it. And some of that stuff is that you can do by yourself. If you're introspective and if you're happy to read and do online surveys like the viacharacter.org, you know, there are, there are things that you can certainly do alone. Yeah. Yeah. 
Interesting. Um, so you, you touched on a couple of tools there. You Udem, you Udemy, um, mm. the character tools. Are there any others that you'd like to share that our listeners can, I mean, obviously we're going to put it in our show notes, the two you mentioned, mm. but if there are any out there that you can think of, it'd be great to, to have them just so that we can add them to that list. Yeah, they're the ones that I often start with. Um, I like the um, Gallup Strengths Finder. I think that's really helpful for people yeah. who just don't really know where to start when they're looking at their skill sets. That's a good place to start. Yeah, yeah. I really like. I think it's Mark Mark Ronson. Mark Ransom. Uh, it's the subtle art of not giving an expletive beginning with F. <laughs> um, I love that. <laughs> it's a great book. It's a great book, and it's got such a flippant title. And you think, oh, I'm not going to read yeah. it. I'm not, I'm not, I can't yeah. possibly imagine I'm going to get some value from that. It's a fabulous book. I read it cover to cover on a plane flight, and it's really in layman's language, and it gets to the heart of values and why it it's a choice, why we live our life. You know, living your life does, by design. Yeah. yeah. So that's a good one. I'm, I'm looking at our Audible books right now, and and that book you just mentioned is there. Mm-hmm. I've resisted pressing play on it because I, I read the, <laughs> the the summary and I thought, would I really like this? Um, yeah. It doesn't align with some of the values that I believe in. But then, do you know what? From what you just said there, I'll probably spend maybe five hours, I think it's five hours, and, and listen to it just to see if I can Excellent. Out of it. Yeah. yeah, I do. Yeah. I really like it. Yeah. I know it was just a title probably to draw attention and get his yeah, name exactly. out for yeah. whatever reason. But um, yeah. I do write And it worked. Really, it worked. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's off the mark. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Okay. But, Diana, I do have one question before we go. I know we are pressed for time, but I do have one question. And my question is um, for, you know, new mums that might be, um, going through baby moons um, mm. and feeling that, you know, that low confidence, what could you say they could do to pick up themselves mm. um, as an, an advice or takeaway from here? Yeah, look, there are lots of different elements to that, but I would say take the pressure off first. Now, we often use the word should. I should be doing this. I should be doing that. I should be feeling this. I should be feeling that. Let's get rid of the should. And just sit with where we're feeling um, and explore why we're feeling those things. Yeah. Now, if we're lacking in self-esteem and confidence, do some reading. Like do some stuff online. Most importantly, talk to someone. Like the first thing I spot whenever I'm working with a client, if I feel like they need therapy, I just send them straight off to therapy. I think every adult on the planet yeah. should be doing therapy. I just think it's a really valuable resource that's out there. Um, Very true, so yeah. I, I would encourage them to be talking to someone, um, but to also understand that, you know, self-confidence and self-esteem doesn't just appear. It's something that you, you actually need to work on and it is about taking that first step, whatever it might be. It's like, something that you can build but it doesn't need to start off enormous you know it might be something really small you know examine who you're spending your time with are you spending time with people who are making you feel better about yourself or worse about yourself you know what does that say about you and your choices and where you want to go and there are lots of aspects to it but if they're looking to you know start a career or go back to work understand who they are what's important to them you know where the lines in the sand are that they want to draw um, and then start to explore skills, strengths, experiences, character traits that can help them move towards something because it's about moving forward. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thanks for that, Diana. No, super, super. Thank you. Really, really appreciate your time. Um, I, I made a lot of notes and uh, 
I was just looking at some of the themes that came through your, your discussion. And and I love all, all the things we talked about, you know, obviously with the, starting with your why, you personally, and, and why you do this. Mm-hmm. Um, and what typically the mothers are thinking, they're going through the career gaps and, um, you know, kind of nothing they can, con- not being able to contribute things. That's how they're thinking, but really and truly, that's not that's not what's causing that. And obviously just really getting into the weeds of, is, is it confidence? Is it overwhelming? Is it fear? Um, and obviously, why are they staying stuck? Because if you're stuck, you're immobile, you can't move, right? And if you can't move, you can't create the action, uh, which is going to cause a reaction and, and make you do things. So that was super interesting. And I like the fact that you said danger is real, but fear is a perception. Never looked at it like that, right? So again, that that's that's a note to oneself to always be be, be aware of that. Mm. And in terms of the solutions, I think you gave us a, a list of them. We'll yeah. put a short summary um, mm. in, in our show notes. Uh, but, but the one thing was you map out a process and we love a process we love some acronyms here as well and the case studies were super useful thank you for sharing those and um yeah it's just been great it's it's been good uh, i think there's been a lot of insights you know from from this from this session yeah uh, our listeners hopefully will take a lot out away from this one um if our listeners want to connect with you how how can they how can they connect with you i know you're on linkedin um are you okay to share your handle so we can show, show yeah yeah sure so on linkedin it's um the back to work roadmap for mothers my instagram is back to work dot coach uh, and i have a free um facebook group that i run called um the back to work roadmap for mothers as well and i post daily you know whether it's quotes or ideas or strategies or tools just to help mums continually moving forward uh, yeah. and yeah, and my website is um, www.backtoworkroadmap.com. Excellent. Great. Excellent. Well, it's been, it's been a pleasure having you on the show and uh, we just want to say thank you, right? We do. Thank you guys um, for tuning in um, onto another episode of Coaches and Mentors on Rap. And thank you so much, Diana, for joining us today. It's been a pleasure. And we Not wish at you all. all it, was, uh, it was a delight. Very happy to be here. Excellent. Thank you. Great stuff. Bye to our listeners. Bye, guys. Bye-bye. For all the links to the resources discussed on this episode, click the details link next to the podcast. For any questions or topics you'd like to discuss, mentoring and coaching requirements, kindly drop us an email. Support at cm-unwrapped.com. Thanks for listening. Until next time, remember, inch by inch you form a stitch. And 1% improvement daily can help you become 37 times better in a year. That's absolutely staggering. Let's go get this, guys.